Welcome back to Shots Fired. This is Jack here. Today we are talking with Maddie Burton. Maddie has truly lived a full life despite being only 28 years old. From a dancer to personal trainer to model and now businesswoman with her brand Your Bliss, Maddie is here to share her incredible journey. From bravely following her heart across continents and back to navigating life's challenges with unwavering positivity, Maddie's story and outlook are truly refreshing. Get ready for a conversation full of insights, laughter, and the wisdom that only a well-lived life can provide. Her experiences and entrepreneurial spirit promise to leave you feeling inspired and ready to tackle your own dreams. She is also generously offering listeners of the show a 15% discount with the code SHOTS15, that's all in capitals. So without further ado, let's welcome Maddie to the show. Hello, Maddie. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jack. Of course. Well, tell everyone first off a little bit about um, who you are and what you do to kick us off. Sure. All right. So I'm Maddie, 28. I've had a lot of uh, different um, jobs, employment in my life, and I've, you know, ended up now in uh, owning a clean fragrance company that I've been running for the last three and a half years. Um, but my background is like fitness and dance um, and movement. And I've really transitioned from this like, yeah, fitness industry gal to entrepreneurial. I do have some modeling on the side. And um, yeah, I just really love to, I guess, in the sprinkle in the middle of all of that, um, I love to have a platform where I can help women feel like their most confident self Um and on top of all of that, I have, you know, PCOS, endometriosis and Graves disease. So <laughs> I, always, on. I always have something, you know, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> um, so we met when we shot together for um, Your Bliss Beauty. Yeah. And, and it, also we did some like fitness content and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, you've changed your Instagram handle, I believe. So yeah, what was I it did. before and what is it now? Yeah, so it was um, Maddie Burton Fitness, and it was that for more than 10 years. And then mm. after the shoot with you, it's now Maddie Elise Burton, which is mm. my my name. So, yeah, I loved that shoot so much. I'd wanted to shoot with you for, forever. And it was like this whole, like, rebirth for me, which was awesome. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. I see you've got the photos pinned up behind you too. I know. Not the photos <laughs> I took, but the photos we used in the in shoot. In the shoot. Yeah. Because I, I brought them home and I went to, like, unpack them. I was like, it's a waste to put them just, like, in a yeah. box. So I was like, why not? Yeah. It's so cool. It's like an aesthetic little mood board going on. I yeah, right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about kind of your, let's go right back to dancing was first, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about kind of your dance career. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So like I was that kid that uh, I started dancing when I was like three years old. Um. And I always, always knew that that was going to be my career. Um. I never had any doubt that it wasn't going to be that. Um. I guess like in the beginning, I wanted to be like a prima ballerina for the you know Australian ballet. And I got boobs and a butt. And then I was like, okay, well, that's not really the career <laughs> for me anymore. <laughs> um, but I still never stopped dancing. It was so, you know, pivotal in growing up for me. Um, and then when I graduated high school, I moved to Brisbane. So I'm from a small country town. Um, and I moved to Brisbane to join a, a dance company here. 
Um, and that was such an interesting experience for me because like, I think if you're, if you've grown up in a small country town, you know, that like <laughs> you kind of go from being like the best in the pool to like mm-hmm. <laughs> down the bottom of the barrel, which is such a, a wake up call, I guess. Um, and also from the time that I, you know, auditioned for this company and I got into when I actually started, um, it was quite a long time in between and I gained a lot of weight. And I guess I didn't really realize I'd gained a lot of weight. I just looked in the mirror and saw that was me. And um, when I turned up to the first day, it was like, mm, you're too fat to be a dancer was the statement that was what? said to me. And um, yeah, so it was this, I still I still was in the, the company and the, the school and everything, but it was, um, it was such an experience for me because that's where my whole like, um, you know, bad habits started for like eating and and bad mental health towards weight mm. and, and that kind of thing so yeah it's been a whole journey for me yeah yeah big time I mean dancing modeling and the fitness industry you've got the triple whammy of like things that are known <laughs> to be quite difficult on mm. young women mentally and in terms of how they see themselves so how do you feel growing into these industries has affected how you see yourself or did back then yeah, massively. Because I don't think I ever, growing up, I don't think I ever like looked in the mirror and thought, oh, I was fat or like had any bad body image stuff. It was it was when I um kind of really got into the the dance industry where um it was you know we were weighed all the time, what our our food was monitored. Um, I had a lot of friends who would go into um like they would get jobs that I potentially didn't get, which I'm actually very grateful for because you'd be on like, um, say like a traveling job and you'd be weighed. And if you went over a certain weight, they'd actually pull you from the show, but you were still on tour with them. So you just wouldn't get paid until you lost that oh weight. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it, it, it affected me so much. I, I'd pass out in class from not like eating well enough. And it just, it, it went from like, I never thought anything badly about my body to everything is wrong with my body. And um, yeah, and I think that's where like I just shifted from the dance industry into the fitness industry because I found it as like a let's make women feel good about themselves through exercise rather Mm -hmm. than the opposite, which I had like we literally had fitness classes or like gym with a personal trainer as part of the curriculum but I was the only person who was told that I wasn't allowed to lift weights. I could only do cardio because I was already too wow. chunky, which, yeah. Which was just totally an... not correct anyway. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. So, wow. yeah, it's, it's so been you, like a roller coaster, yeah. Do you feel like that was a like a positive shift from dancing into the fitness industry because you saw these things and you wanted to kind of correct it? Yeah, no, I, I definitely did. I think it hasn't been like, um, it wasn't perfect. Like as in, mm. I definitely had some experiences where I, like I had a menorrhea and lost my period because I was exercising too much. And I feel like maybe I just have that personality trait that's like a all in kind of person. And, and I be- are you? Yeah. So I you, had the same yeah. with tennis. Yeah. Oh no, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's yeah, hectic. it's that real obsessive, like competitive nature and yeah I brought that into the the fitness industry um and yeah it became really really unhealthy for me uh, and I also I yeah so I lost my period and I had um severe adrenal fatigue um so from having those things happen where your body's like 
this is a wake up call. That's kind of when, when I switched my whole mindset to being like, mm. it is not about the weight on the scales anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And with the modeling, was that more so when, as you were dancing or more so as you were transitioning into the fitness industry? It's actually come a lot later afterwards okay. um, for me, which is kind of weird. Like, yeah, um, it went, you know, dance, fitness industry. And then I was, when I started my business, actually, I couldn't afford a model. So I did it myself and um, which was, you know, fine. And then a, a lot of other brands saw that I was doing that. And, and that's kind of how I like weirdly found myself in the Amazing. modeling industry. Yeah. Um, and I think it's been great for me because I've come in at a bit of a later time where the whole um, if the whole modeling industry has changed so much and it's, it's yep. really not being about a size six anymore um mm-hmm. and, and, and so maybe if I had done it 10 years ago it would have been a very different experience yeah oh interesting yeah. I didn't know that yeah um so you were living abroad too um where were you living and what was this for <laughs> um I've actually never talked about this before which is <laughs> so interesting um so I I'm lived in the U.S. in Florida in a place called Cocoa Beach which is like just out of Orlando um and I lived there backwards and forwards for three years and um I was engaged to an American so that's like we started dating and and then you know I had my fiance visa which is like one of the only ways you can even live over there mm. um and that was yeah that's a that's honestly probably one of the most pivotal experiences of my whole life um because I was only 19 yeah, when wow. I was doing that so yeah 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 I moved over there when I was 18 for tennis as well and it does like massively change it is such a pivotal point like it, it really does change you um, oh, so where did you live over there I was in Virginia over? so not oh, too yeah, okay. far away no yeah, yeah. that's so a little cool. different to Florida but a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah uh, but it is like it's such an eye-opening experience and you you see the world and especially in the states where like literally every state could be another country the cultures are so different yeah. and they're so rich in their customs and everything um, yeah. Could you share any like specific lessons or moments from your time abroad that had a profound impact on you? Yeah, I mean, like even if I look back today, I feel like I was a much more courageous pers- person back then. Like I, I don't know if I could do the things that I did back then. I was, you know, like I met my, um, you know, my ex on Tinder um, back mm. then, and and we'd never even met in person when I came over to spend three months here. And, you know, I could have been locked in a, in a dungeon and <laughs> I don't know, something bad could happen. Follow your um, heart. <laughs> that's right. But like at the time it was the coolest thing ever. Like I felt like I was living my best life, you know, like what 19 year old can come and spend, you know, three months at a time in the US and getting to meet new people and experience new cultures and experiences that, you know, they never would have done before. So it, it taught me a lot about like, um, independence and um, just being explorative and and you know doing things just because um, because I, I yeah I learned so much and um, I think the the biggest thing that I got out of that whole experience was you know I the last time I moved over there was you know my visa was approved and I literally quit my job said goodbye to my friends and family and I was moving over there for good and it was literally um a couple of days before I was getting married that uh everything kind of shit hit the fan 
And um, I realized that this wasn't the person that, you know, I wanted to be with for the rest of my life. And I even have the paper that we signed, like the marriage documents Mm. before you actually get married. Um, So it was like, you know, this was so serious. And I was, you know, 21 or 22 and, you know, my the person that I was supposed to get married to was telling me to stay. And I had to make this massive decision to, like, stay and get married to someone that I knew wasn't going to treat me the way I deserved or to move home, start working at McDonald's again and move in with my parents. Like, it was a really, really hard decision. And I also documented this entire process online and... Um everyone was like, you're living the fairy tale life. Like everyone really looked up to what I was doing. And I I felt like I was letting people down. Mm -hmm. Um, But I look back and I go, that young girl who decided that she was worth more, like I owe everything to her. So brave. Yeah. It was like, it was so hard. And I know a lot of people in those situations where they're like, you know, they're being treated like shit, but it's like, sometimes, you know, it feels like the easier decision to just stay. But in in that situation, yeah, I felt like I just I just had to had to go and um, yeah. Now I'm been married for three years, mm. like the love of my life, and I have this completely different life, and I'm so grateful for that. Oh my gosh, crazy! Yeah. Did you have like a support system over there while you were going through all that? Um, so I actually didn't, um, and it was really funny because my ex's friends, like that's all the people that I I knew, and I have this really special bond now with a family that he was really good friends with who pretty much I was like crying myself to sleep and he didn't want me to like communicate that to other people, which is so toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to, you know, I I had this family that I was kind of like consoling in and and talking to them and and they were like the people who said, you need to get out of this relationship, which they were his best friends. So I think that that says a lot if it's the people closest to to that person. Um, And I'm still friends with them today and they actually like um we have our stock our perfumes over there with them and they ship our oh amazing our, our perfumes in the US now which is so like such a full circle moment for me mm-hmm. so other than them and then my parents back home telling me that I you know they think I should come home as well I was so alone um I was so it was honestly the things that I did back then I was so lonely that I um <laughs> I took my per- parents credit card and I bought a dog because I was so lonely, which oh, I, I, it was, I would never do that ever in my whole life. I think that shows yeah. how like uh, I was just in a, not a very good place. So, um, yeah, I had to leave that that dog behind in the US and, and that kind of thing. But I was, oh, oh no. my God, not in a good place, man. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I also lived in Germany and um, wow. I went through a breakup there as well and it was similar like heartbreaking and mm. was calling home crying like multiple times a day and it's just that it is a really hard feeling like not mm. having those people close to you and a phone call can only really do so much like you really just want to be with, there with those people so 100%. it's not an easy not an easy thing to go through at all um, yeah. but kind of after that how did that change how you approached relationships massively I um I think probably for a little bit there I was like just wanted any like a relationship or because I'm such a relationship person so I definitely went into a couple of really also toxic relationships after that but when I really reflected on like what I wanted in life um that's when I decided that you know from then on in relationships I was so upfront with people I was so honest um and that's what happened when I met my now husband was 
everything that I, I I think I was such a people pleaser before that if someone did something that really frustrated me or I didn't agree with, I kind of just was like, "Mm, that's okay. Mm. That's just you. I was like, no, I I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I want someone who's going to, you know, like meet me at this level. And um, yeah, so I think that really helped me with, you know, finding someone that I can be with forever because they really respected me and and everything that I every part of me as a person um so yeah that was the best thing that I learned from that experience Mm. it's a lot of that going on in in dating these days is like the games and the um kind of avoiding confronting topics that actually make a huge difference because of the fear that someone else won't accept that Mm -hmm. and I found that um like I'm very upfront and I feel like dating internationally is a little bit different to here I found here it's much more like, I don't know, I find, I find the games are a lot more prominent here and I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like an yeah, age so thing now, or maybe it's something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's with more of the apps coming into play. But, um, yeah, I just find it really, really difficult here. So mm. we can all be a little more upfront. I know. <laughs> okay, well, this would be I great. Know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's hard, but it's like worth it in the end to do that, yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So you have, as we touched on earlier, some health challenges in your life. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on? Sure thing. (laughs) Um, It sucks. (laughs) But yeah, so I was like, I have, I was that like really sick kid, like had um, really bad periods and was so in so much pain um, and just unwell as a kid. Um, so then, yeah, I was diagnosed with uh, PCOS and then um, endometriosis about six, seven years ago. And I've had two laparoscopies now for my endometriosis. Can you um, explain what all of that means? Sure. So PCOS is a polycystic ovarian syndrome um, where you have cysts on your ovaries. Uh, it can look a different for, for different people, but, you know, like there's symptoms like infertility and like hair loss, acne, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and then the endometriosis is where you're the and I'm trying to think of like the best way to explain it that's like in layman terms too. Um, but it's where your endometrio endometrium, I think that's how you say it, wall, and like it grows on the outside of your uterus instead of mm-hmm. on the inside. And like I had endometriosis embedded like in my bowels mm. um, and different places in my stomach. I, I oh, wow. <laughs> Apparently someone's got it in their um, brain and their eye. Like wow. I didn't I didn't realise it could go so far away. I didn't realise that either. Virus. Yeah. So And do um, they, and do those two conditions like frequently come together kind of? I don't think so. No, right. I think uh, I think endo is like a whole thing on its own. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know the statistics of PCOS. I know that um it used to be for endo, it used to be one in 10 women and they've just changed it this year with a recent study to one in seven. It's is, so common. That's bananas. And I just want to know why. Like no yeah. one can, you know, I know there's so much more research being done now, but that's terrifying mm. um, because it, it can be for some people a debilitating mm. disease. It's incredibly painful. Yes. So I've heard. I don't have it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I was like, oh, do you? Well, I mean, one in seven. (laughs) Tell me about it. So, yeah, that's been a whole thing, you know, like with, um, and laparoscopy. 
so for endo, I don't know if um, a lot of people know this, but you can't be diagnosed without surgery. So, you know, you have a laparoscopy and they put yep. a little camera down um, and then they remove it with, uh, you can have it like a laser, laser it off or they mm-hmm. kind of take it from the root. Um, and yeah, so I, I've, I still to this day have pain. It's not as bad. Um, but it's just something that you kind of go, mm, there's no cure. So it's just something you have to learn to, to deal with. Um, yeah. so, and then with Graves disease, that's only been, I got diagnosed in January of this year. So that's very new to me and, um, something I had also never heard of before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think it's got a terrible name. Like it makes you think of yeah. like the worst situation. Really. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but yeah, that's like where you have an overactive thyroid um, and it's, yeah, hyperactive uh, thyroidism. And um, my symptoms were horrible. It went, I went from very healthy person to can't even do one push up. It was, yeah, awful. I would faint. quite suddenly. Very suddenly. Yeah. And apparently um, it's a like hereditary or like a, it's a gene, but it doesn't, it needs something to like, actually push it into yep. into play like so stress this, yeah. yeah or or a virus or something so right. um yeah super interesting and I'm on yeah like thyroid medication now uh for that because um yeah there's they also say you can't get pregnant or have a baby on with when you have graves so that was something that was like such a massive thing for me this year because you know my husband and I had talked about going down that mm. path this year and when I had graves, I didn't even know that that was going to be attached to, to that disease at all. So that's been really interesting. Wow. That sounds really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Oh, but I mean, so... yeah, used to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do these conditions like shape your approach to health and wellness and fitness and everything after going through all that? Mm. Yeah. I mean, a lot. Like I, I think you have to um, try to find what works for you and and that obviously looks different for everyone um, but for me exercise and like eating well makes me feel like the best version of myself while dealing with these things so it's like well I want to feel the best that I can so I'm, I'm going to make sure that I prioritize those things um, whereas you know when I was younger like side note like my, I grew up with you know my parents owned a couple of McDonald's um, so I had a lot of mcdonald's growing up and Mm. um you know so that i wasn't fueling my body the way that i could have you know um but we all all learn and so these days yeah i i try to have that really good balance between like not putting so much pressure on myself to be perfect because that can also um with you know the things i've dealt with before that can send you on a bit of a spiral Mm. but but to do things that that make me feel good um physically and mentally yeah yeah well, I'm sorry you had to go through all that and still, you know, do. It's a lot to deal with one of those things, let alone all of them mm, together. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you must be very resilient from that. And it also puts in perspective, like, your health is really mm. everything and, you know, you just got to take care of yourself, everyone out there. That's so true. Yeah, exactly. Let's transition to something a little bit happier. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Your Bliss Beauty. So tell us about, you know, what this is, when you started this and and what it means to you. So Your Bliss is, yeah, a clean fragrance company and it all started from my endo diagnosis. So this is like, it is so important to me because I feel like 
you know, some not so great things will happen with my health, but if you can make something good out of it, then like, that's awesome um, to, to try to flip something. Um, so it came from a place of wanting to change the products I was using in my life. And I found everything was pretty easy to swap over to like a cleaner alternative, but perfume was the one thing because I didn't want to go my whole life with just rubbing um, essential oils on myself because mm. that's like not sexy. Um, but <laughs> I mean, it works for some people, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I was, I was like that, that kid who had, um, every Taylor Swift, Britney Spears perfume, like, mm. you know, <laughs> on my counter. And, um, so I loved perfume and yeah, so I, I guess I selfishly started to create this perfume that, you know, had the same like longevity as a normal perfume and smell like a normal perfume but without those added extra ingredients that were going to mess with my hormones because I already have so much going on with my health um yeah so I you know it, it started off as a thing for me and then when I you know really got into it I created this whole business from it which was is really exciting and and now we have, you know, like thousands and thousands of women who love our products just as much as I do. And that's just really cool. Mm, it is so cool. And it's like daunting starting your own thing. Like there's mm. there's so much that goes into building a brand, um, let alone like a product that you need to like supply. And, you know, there's so many different factors that go into it. Um, yeah. But I'd love if you could share some of your favorite products or fragrances or, you know, parts of the business business mm-hmm. um so I think products that's so super hard I feel like when we started we so we started with five fragrances which that's crazy I that's a lot to start it's with huge, um, yeah. I was a high achiever <laughs> um so sweet kiss was the perfume that I wore on my wedding day and I think that was like such a big um thing for me is I really wanted to come out with this brand before I got married so that, you know, I could have that be a part of my day forever. So whenever I smell that perfume, it's like, it reminds me of that. Um, and then last year we came out with this scent called Peachy Dreams, which was, um, I love it was this actually, a, it's so, it's so good. And it was actually our customers who were like, we used to have um, like a rage diffuser, which people loved. And um, everyone's like, can you see if you can make this into a perfume? And so we made a few adjustments. And anyway, it's like the best fruity. Because I don't, there's not very many perfumes out there that smell um, like peaches. Mm. So it's the best like summer scent. I love it so much. So mm. they're probably like my top two. I'm a very like sweet kind of perfume gal as well. Yep. Um, and like my favorite part of, of the business is, I love when we do um, expos or pop-ups or that kind of thing where I uh, physically get to meet our customers in person. Um, That's just a whole, I think because I'm in my office every day alone, um, sending emails and, you know, reading DMs and stuff. Sometimes I forget about what it's that, that experience that you get face to face with people who, who love your brand. It's a whole different experience when you have that in person. And so, yeah, when I get to, see people try our scents for the first time who have never heard of our brand or who who have heard of our brand that's that makes it real for me and that makes it like worthwhile for me so yeah that's it's awesome Mm, so cool so I imagine like when you started this you were wearing every single hat 
over the years, how has that kind of progressed? Like, what do you do now and what have you had to get help with? I mean, I feel like I still do wear every single hat and that's just what it, what happens when you're still, like, I still feel like we're in the startup phases of, of the business, even though we, we've grown, I think like 800% since even like last year, um, which is mental, but yeah, we have like my dad's awesome he's our um like warehouse manager and he kind of you know helps pack all the orders we have other people that do that too so I don't pack the orders anymore which that I was like I'll always do this but like (laughs) so so unrealistic (laughs) oh my gosh um yeah so I do that and then I guess the the goal is you know next year I'd love to be able to have at least like three or more people in a team that can help me because I marketing business is not my background at all. And everything has been Google, YouTube, Mm. learning, whatever I can, listening to podcasts. And um, yeah, I'd love to be able to hire people who are really good at that stuff that, you know, can help us grow even more. So that would be awesome. Um, But right now, other than having like, you know, people freelance that help us do things, I literally do most of it. (laughs) Mm. oh my gosh so impressive I'm really excited to see like where it all goes in the next few years I know it's going to blow up thanks so much oh thank you so within this like you also within all of those hats you also have some more hats (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I mean you're also like on socials and everything and as your own personal brand apart from your bliss um I mean having all these roles can be quite demanding. How do you prioritize your various commitments and maintain like such a positive attitude amongst all of this and the health things and everything? (laughs) This is such a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like up until um, maybe like February of this year, I was saying yes to so many things that weren't serving me. And I don't know what it was, but like a light bulb clicked and I was like, where are my priorities actually? Um, So I had some really, you know, hard conversations with myself and I was like, well, your bliss needs to be that main priority for me. And as soon as I made that decision and I started saying no to more things, that's when like all of the growth started Mm -hmm. happening, which was awesome. And um, so yeah, having having those hard conversations, um, but also like, I, the whole social media for me feels so natural and easy. And that also like helps me in all the other different things that I do. So like, it's, it's awesome that I've I've kind of created these little different avenues that all work in this like cool ecosystem together, because even Mm -hmm. modeling and Instagram and your bliss, like they, they all help each other. And the amount of really cool um, business owners and, and people that I've met through modeling that have, I've been able to, you know, work with and use for your bliss. Like it's, that's so awesome. So um, I always try to make sure that I'm doing things that are aligned with me and that help your bliss at the end of the day grow because that's mm. my priority. Um, but yeah, I've, I've also this year with like health stuff been like, well, I need to prioritize more downtime or, or more rest and recovery, which I also wasn't really doing. Um, and I still need to work on that as well. But honestly, it's like a day by day thing where you just have to keep reevaluating um, mm. how you're doing. Cause I just never want to get to that, um, you know, like burnout phase again or or not enjoying something because that's just, yeah, yeah, so annoying. Yeah, 
Yeah, totally. I um when I was kind of just starting to expand my photography business and um I was doing the same thing, all of the YouTube, all of the podcasts, you know, you're teaching yourself everything. And I came across this podcast. I think it was with an Ali Abdal podcast. It was with a guy called Oliver Berkman and he wrote this book called I think it's 4000 hours, something like that. Mm. And the concept of the book is, you know, we go through life thinking that if we just are productive enough, if we manage our time well enough, we'll have time for everything that we want to do. And his whole argument is that is just so not true. Like we're never going to have time to do all of the things we want to do. So you best do your best job to make sure that you're doing the things that mean the most to you and putting your all into those. Because otherwise you're just going to have these 20 things that you're half-arsing and what have you accomplished at the end of the day? So after I listened to that, I was like, oh my God, this is like such a wake up call. Cause Mm. I was doing the same thing. I was saying yes and yes and yes to everything. But when I took a step back and look at what I had achieved, I was like, I can do better. Like I wasn't Mm. super proud of one thing in particular. And once I took that approach of really putting your all into things that mean the most to you, suddenly I had more time for myself. Suddenly I could like charge more and, you know, all of these things that help you balance more Hmm. and the result at the end of the day is like you're improving the things that mean the most to you so that was like a huge moment for me yeah that's so cool do you have apart from like saying no to things do you have any other like time management productivity like any other tips for people who are trying to juggle multiple responsibilities um I just have to be really an organized person. I don't think I always was a really organized person, but to make sure that like, because there's so many different things that I do, if I let one thing slip, like it's just this domino effect of like can't keep up. So um, I love to, yeah, be organized with platforms like um, Notion is amazing Mm -hmm. and have like you know, my, my Google calendar. And then I, I, I probably have like three different calendars or, um, organizational, you know, platforms that I use. Um, but I just have to be, I guess, kind of strict with myself in time, in terms of like routine and that kind of thing, because it's like, well, if you, um, if you don't, you know, uh, go to the gym this morning, when you said you were going to go, you actually can't fit it in later. And you, you made that promise to yourself. So you actually have to, you know, do that, get up when you say you're going to do that. Um, and, um, yeah. And then on, on top of all of that, I, I can be a really, um, I can be really hard on myself. So you almost have to like, just not, um, if you don't stick to everything, you need to just, I don't know, take things with a a grain of salt sometimes and not be too hard on yourself because, uh, that can also make me feel like, well, if I've already, um, if, if I've screwed up and haven't done what I said I'm going to do, then it, it kind of makes you not feel motivated to, to mm. keep going. So it's, it is that really hard balance between like, yeah, sticking to a schedule and being really strict, but then also not being so hard on yourself. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it is a really hard, a fine line. Yeah. It is. I feel that big time. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not there. Totally. Yeah. It's like when you're, when you're like trying to eat healthy and you eat a little bit of chocolate and you're like, oh, fuck it. I may as well eat the whole thing now. But it's being like, no, no, no. You've had your little bit. You've indulged. It's okay. You don't have to eat the entire thing. Oh my gosh. I feel that so <laughs> deeply in myself. <laughs> Me yesterday. Oh my God. Anyway, if only it wasn't a whole family Cadbury. 
Oh, that's all right. She'll be all right. Oh, gosh. Um, speaking of routines, do you have like a daily or weekly kind of self-care or any other routines that you do to maintain your physical and mental well-being? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I, I do love routine. Um, I always exercise in the morning. It's when I feel like that's a great way to start the day. I honestly, yeah, you make me exercise in the afternoon. I'll want to like to punch a wall. I'm the same. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. No, it's, I don't know what it is, but yeah, that just works for me. Um, I always walk my dogs uh, and that's like my time when I get to call my family and that's really important to me. I yet yeah, need that time, especially if I'm going to sit in my office and like, you know, <laughs> be in silence all day. Mm. Um, and then I really, I tried so hard to get into like meditating, but it just, you know, my form of meditating is journaling and that's really worked for me. I know it's not for everyone, mm. but um, I always, you know, talk about, in the journal prompts, you know, I talk about the things that really worked the day before or the things that I'm really proud of and and always the things that I'm grateful for. And that with like health and when things get really hard, I think if you can really focus on those things that you're grateful for, you will never feel like you're missing out on anything, even if things aren't going your way. Um, and that's how I, you know, stay positive all, all the time is because I, I always know things could be worse. It doesn't take away from the fact that if I want to be sad about something, I'll be sad. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's been a rough year for me, um, but I will still always focus on those good things because, yeah, that's that's important in um, keeping your head up and keeping going in life anyway. So Yeah, for sure. you got to use what works for you, hey. Mm-hmm, for, for me, sure. like meditating is just not going to do it. But, yeah. you know, I've, I managed to find my ways that work for me and, um yeah, everyone else should do the same. Yeah, that's right. So throughout your all of these, you know, career, um, diverse career kind of roles you've had, are there any standout memories or moments, achievements that come to mind for you? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think when I started uh even modeling that was like such a massive um step for me because I got signed to an agency um I'm not not with that agency anymore but even the thought of like this young Maddie who hated her body so much and she would have uh if you told her that you'd have to stand in front of a room full of people with a camera um in like a a bikini she would have cried so I think that was like a massive thing for me because I overcame a sto- an old story that I'd been telling myself that I'm not good enough for that. So that was such an awesome thing that I have been able to like implement in my career. Um, and then I think the first, I was it the first ever, we did this, um, yeah, pop-up um, in, in Brisbane that was uh, Finders Keepers in Brisbane for Your Bliss. And um, we were we were just had hundreds of people swarming our stall, and it was like you know I mean it was kind of not great because I looked around and the other stalls around us were kind of dead, which I felt really really bad for. But it was this such a like oh my gosh we have something really cool here that people like want to get around, Um, and we you know 
made so much money that weekend and I had never seen that much money coming into our you know business bank account before and it was the the feedback from people and I was just like wow this is this is really cool that you know I've created something that people want to like invest their money into where on their wedding day when I get tagged Mm. in wedding photos like that's so cool you know wow that must have been like the most motivating like exciting thing as a young business owner like really seeing because as you say like when people buy online of course you can see the stats and everything but when you're not actually seeing them face to face I'm sure that moment must have just been huge oh yeah massive especially like as a a brand that came about during COVID Mm. um and there was like you know like a good two years where um you couldn't even you know get your face or product in front of people Mm. so it was yeah it was such like this um, massive energizing moment, I guess, in business for me. Yeah. Is there anything upcoming or any goals that you're excited about? I'm so excited because we have a new collection that's coming mm-hmm. and it's different than anything we've ever done. It's a unisex collection. Ooh. And um, I'm talking like it looks so, it, the packaging's different, the bottles are different, the vibe's different, and it's going to be like, epic because I've already been sampling the scents on friends and family and that kind of thing and the response has been like nothing I've ever seen before so that's something I'm I'm really excited to bring out into the world oh my gosh so exciting yeah you'll love it (laughs) well this has been amazing so so cool to hear like more about what you do and everything like you're such an impressive person to follow and just like your energy, especially on socials. I mean, even on socials, especially in person, <laughs> it's just like so infectious and positive. So I really appreciate you taking the time today. Oh, um, thank you. I feel the oh, same way about you. I love oh, watching thanks. your content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd love if you could share with us um, maybe like a piece of advice you wish someone had given you or just any like little words of wisdom for someone who wants to get out there and um, start you know, achieving their dreams. Yeah, it's really interesting because uh, the last, I would say probably the last two weeks, the conversation that's been happening between like me and my girlfriends and that kind of thing is I feel like so many of them don't have much confidence in themselves at the moment or like what they're doing. And I just want to like shake them and, you know, which I do. And I, I say like, you're so amazing. You have so much to offer, but it just seems to be this, like, it's, it's going around. It's, it's something that we're all feeling maybe not, not that confident. And, um, I love the quote that says, um, it's already yours. Start believing it because it's so true. Is like, it's, it's about that fake it till you make it. Yeah. You might feel scared or, or you might be, you know, unsure if something's going to succeed, but it's like the fear of, of not doing anything about it should over overtake that whole what if I'm not good enough like anything that you want is is possible and it makes me sad when the people around me don't don't know how epic they are or or that whatever they have in their heart could you know be something Mm -hmm. amazing so yeah I would just say that little bit of fear or like lack of confidence you just need to like push that to the side for just a little second and be brave yeah (laughs) be brave for that second because you'll you'll thank yourself you know one day um but yeah that's probably yeah yeah totally agree 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much again. I so appreciate you taking the time. Um, why don't you Thanks tell everyone you. where they can find you? Yeah, sure. So um, on Instagram, my personal Instagram is Maddie Elise Burton. I keep wanting to say Maddie Burton Fitness. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my um, business Instagram is yourbliss underscore beauty. And we're at www.yourbliss.com.au. And yeah, come over, have a chat. Let's say hello. <laughs> Stunning. Amazing. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much again for listening, guys. Again, that code for your bliss for a 15% off discount is SHOTS15, S-H-O-T-S-1-5. And my gosh, thank you so much for listening yet again. I say this every time, I'm sure, but I'm so grateful that people take the time to listen. If you made it this far, please let me know. Thank you so much again. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye.